Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. <laughs> What's shaking guys, how are you? I am super happy to be here and hanging out with you fine fellas. Tonight we are going to be talking about post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Why I want to talk about this is because just because we were not in a war zone doesn't mean we don't have PTSD. And in order for us to be diagnosed with this, it is important to go see a professional psychologist or a psychiatrist. But today I just wanted to share with you what to look out for. So we're going to be discussing what goes on in the brain and the nervous system, some of the causes of PTSD, and one of them is toxic relationships, and also some of the signs to look for within yourself or another person, and they may not be aware that they have PTSD. And then I will share ways of coping and managing this anxiety disorder. So let's just get into tonight's topic. I want, I want to talk about this. First of all, I want to introduce you to three types of PTSD, even though tonight I'm just going to focus on general PTSD, okay? There's the complex PTSD, which is repeated events over years or months at a time. And then there's the comorbid PTSD. And most people that have PT, PTSD have this type. This is very common with depression, being very depressed, anxiety, alcohol addiction, and substance abuse. And the third one is disassociative PTSD. This is more significant of people who have a history of early life trauma, childhood trauma, and higher levels of comorbid, you know, being highly anxious, being highly depressed, and really in a deep addiction state, right? But PTSD was once called the shell shock or the battle fatigue syndrome. And it's a very serious condition. It happens after a person experiences or witnesses some type of a traumatic or a terrifying event. This can be some type of an event in which there was serious physical harm or threat. And it's a long-standing anxiety disorder. Some of the most common causes of PTSD are military combat, uh, physical assault or abuse, rape, childhood abuse, domestic abuse, uh, say natural disasters, auto accidents, sudden death of a loved one even, uh, seeing someone get seriously hurt or killed, being held at gunpoint, obviously a terrorist attack, mass shootings, but also toxic relationships. We all react to traumatic events differently, right? In our own way, it just depends on our sensitivity level. And not everybody who's experiences some of the things that I shared in those events doesn't mean that they're going to automatically get PTSD from that. It just depends on how you or your brain and your body react to that event, right? 
So based on some statistics, 8% of the population will have PTSD at some point in their life. I personally think it's bigger because I think a lot of people don't realize they have it or they don't seek out the proper uh, medical attention. But it's said that 10 out of every 100 women develop PTSD compared to about 4 to every 100 men. So it's quite higher for females. But again, I feel like a lot of guys do not talk about some of the issues that they're dealing with, you know, because you guys are known to suppress and to hold things in and hold back and not always seek help, okay? Regardless of who we are gender-wise, we all tolerate stress differently. And this can impact our brain as well as the nervous system. So after a traumatic event, the brain will work in overdrive because it's, it wants to keep you safe. So it relies on these past events, creating this sense of danger even in the present long after that event has passed. Because we've talked about this before, the brain doesn't know what is real and what is not. We have three main parts of the brain. We have the reptilian brain, which is, you know, the survival instincts, the heartbeat, breathing, thirst, hunger. We have the mammalian brain, which is the limbic system, the reward system. This is where we process emotions like fear and joy. We also have the neomammalian brain, which is sensory processing, where we learn and memory, decision-making, complex problem-solving. So when we're experiencing something or perceiving something, you know, the brain is perceiving something to be stressful, either physically or mentally, this response is triggered. So what happens is that the parasympathetic nervous system, this is the part of the nervous system that can calm back down and rest and just get into a state of, get the body to a state of calmness, okay? And it's feeling okay again. But when we're dealing with a high stress or very acute stressful situation, our sympathetic nervous system freaks out and it releases this hormone. So what's happening is the amygdala, this is the part of the brain that's constantly scanning for threat and will often interpret a perceived threat as real. And it overrides that thinking part of the brain. And what happens is it sends a signal to the hypothalamus portion of the brain. And from there, these nerve cells fire, raising an alarm, which is how these chemicals like the adrenaline and the cortisol are released into the bloodstream. How we react to these situations, like I had mentioned, will depend on which system will dominate that response in that time. But with PTSD, a lot of times that switch doesn't go off. The parasympathetic nervous system doesn't come back on. We stay in high alert at all times. So the body is in fight, flight, or freeze. And if you've listened to some of my other episodes, you'll know this is something that I've talked about in the past. And the fight mode is you believe that you can overpower this threat. So you fight but it often comes out as anger or, you know, even wanting to be violent. And with the flight, that is basically feeling like you can't get past this and you run 
but you feel numb and also you could also feel trapped and tense and the freeze is basically you feel that you can't do either and your system kind of shuts down so there's also a response called the fawn response this isn't talked about too much but i'll add it in here the fawn response is basically you having no success with fight flight or freeze and typically this can come from people who've dealt with abusive families or abusive relationships or situations and their only hope basically is to comply and to be overly helpful to make other people happy rather than themselves just to stay just to basically hide from the danger that they're in and this is something that really spoke loudly to me this is the way that i would respond in these type of situations is this is the fawn response i would just you know be more even loving and giving to the other person just to keep them happy and just to kind of keep yeah hide from that danger I guess is a good way to put it I definitely want to talk more about trauma and the nervous system because it's amazing how trauma affects our nervous system but I don't want to talk about that right now because I just want to kind of keep this somewhat short so I can do that in a different episode but yeah PTSD is is labeled as a mental illness and it just causes people to persistently avoid thoughts, feelings, people, places that trigger these memories. And there's four phases of PTSD. There's the impact phase is basically when we're dealing with that initial um, reactions of shock, fear, or guilt. Then we deal with the rescue phase. And this is the affected individuals kind of coming to terms with what happens. And the intermediate recovery phase is basically adjusting back to normal life and then there's long-term reconstruction this is rebuilding and continuing to deal with the aftermath of the trauma on a day-to-day basis so how does ptsd come from toxic relationships now when we're exposed to years or months of toxic behavior that is reoccurring and creating trauma on a daily basis in a relationship whether it's through verbal abuse or physical abuse when there's enough fear instilled in a person on a day-to-day PTSD can very much take over I don't care if it's belittling criticizing anything that will put a person down and they will beat somebody down mentally and a lot of these people that do this will justify their behavior just because they aren't physically aggressive they don't think that they're being abusive but these are things that can really create this anxiety in a person so signs to look for if you have ptsd from a relationship are things that i'm going to share with you now Maybe you have a hard time trusting and you rely on others. Maybe you doubt your own ability to make future relationship decisions. Maybe you're experiencing stress and mental confusion due to past events. We often are lacking 
self-worth and confidence, self-doubt. We have a feeling of hopelessness, uncertainty for the future. We also have intense fear and avoidance of new relationships. We often distance ourselves from friends and family. We become overly dependent on loved ones. We also act out of anger and frustration. We also feel depressed and shut down any potential relationship partners. Some other signs to look for from traumatic events, not necessarily relationships, are, and I just, before I continue to talk about this, I do want to say that in order to be diagnosed with PTSD, we have to be experiencing these type of signs for at least a month in our life. So it has to be over a month period or more, right? So like I said, and it's very important, I'm not here diagnosing anyone, I'm just sharing information with you guys. So it's important that if you do have any of these signs and you feel like, you know, you could be dealing with a low level of PTSD, you just make a, an appointment with a specialist, like a psychologist and a psychiatrist, as I mentioned, and they will do the proper evaluation and diagnosis on you. When we're experiencing PTSD, we might have flashbacks and these vivid images that we are in that experience or that event all over again. We may be very hyper arousal. This is being extremely physically, psychologically sensitive or alert at all times. Being easily startled, feeling always like we're on edge. We might be having sleep problems and displaying these anger outbursts. There's extreme anxiety and stress all the time. We also may avoid reminders, again, going and doing things that will remind them of that stressful moment. There's a lot of times apathy and numbness, just being really unable to feel any type of emotion. It shows a lot of times this shows up in in depression. We may also feel physical pain in the body. You know, I've talked about this, how we so much hold emotion in our body. We may be feeling feelings of guilt and substance abuse is incredibly common among PTSD affected individuals. Okay. So People addicted to drugs are roughly twice as likely to suffer from some type of mood or anxiety disorder. And with PTSD being in the anxiety disorder, this is very much could be the case. We may have also uncontrollable thoughts of suicide or homicidal ones. Also selective amnesia, which is basically repression of these events. And when these events are repressed, and when we experience that dissociation, it can become very dangerous because as PTSD individuals cope with this type of method, this is when they can develop these dangerous sexual behavior patterns, the substance abuse, you know. So even when we can't remember these events or we choose not to, it still affects our bodies or our brains in other ways. There's also feelings of isolation. You may be experiencing some type of tower moment in your life. Your life is crumbling with unemployment, divorce, separation, maybe even spousal abuse. And I know what I shared here today is very similar to other 
episodes, much of these symptoms are very similar, but it's just very important to know. I think it's important for you to understand the power that anxiety can have on the body when we are in constant high alert we're pushing people away we're creating this chaos in our own bodies and it's important to get the proper help that you need with an experienced professional they will help to get you effective instruction on how to manage and restore yourself they can share tools like behavioral therapies exposure therapy eye movement desensitization and reprocessing maybe even narrative exposure therapy and there's hypnotherapy with someone who specializes in PTSD but there's also helpful tools that we can use to cope with PTSD on a daily basis if we're always in a high state of alert so when we have dealt with a lot of different types of events or trauma, high stress events, we're more likely to rely on these habitual patterns repeated over and over in our responses to certain events. And this is what I talk about because a lot of times we're not even aware that we're operating in certain states in our mind. And when we're in a high state of anxiety and we're in constant survival mode, you know, it comes out in our bodies. We might even feel headaches. We have shortness of breath, difficulty breathing from time to time. Our heart has palpitations. We may be trembling from time to time. We may be very tense in our jaw, neck, and chest. Our blood sugar can rise. I mean, the whole body is affected. The digestion and the immune system kind of shuts down so that energy can be used to deal with whatever this crisis is. So guys, I just think it's really important for you to really start paying attention to what's going on in the internal world. I think it's important to really recognize what your default response is, whether it's the fight, flight, or freeze, or that fawn response. I very much can relate to the fawn response in my own experience. Also, just to begin to understand what truly is a threat and what is not, examine that situation or that person. Also, learn ways to calm yourself when confronted by a threat. And if that threat is concrete, right, if it is true and it is a threat, then choose to act in the appropriate way. We can also learn other coping skills through deep breathing, through guided meditations. We can take a hot bath or even a cold shower. We can recognize what these feelings are, those what-if thoughts or the muscle tensions. Investigate why it's coming up. Understand that thoughts are just that. They are not what's present. It's just a thought. They come and go. It's also important to ground yourself. And I would say to do this every day. If you're dealing with this, then do it a few times a day. Ground yourself starting at the bottom of your feet. Your feet are touching the earth. 
we are grounded and feel your feet on the floor and get into all your senses. What do you see in that moment? What do you smell, feel, or taste? And be in the present moment and and understand that your body is reacting from a past event. This is not what is taking place in the very moment, okay? So there are some ideas that I shared with you guys. I hope that you find something here helpful to you. Like I said, I'm not here diagnosing anyone. I have no right to do that. I'm not a doctor, but I just wanted to put this information out there because I know there's low levels of PTSD and then there's high levels of PTSD. So this is something just to consider and look at in your own life. And if you feel that you're dealing with something like this, like I said, it's it's really important to go get proper help because this type of stress in our bodies can just lead to a lot more difficulties, illness, sickness in the long run. Okay, guys. So listen, I appreciate every single one of you for listening. And I hope you come back in a couple days. Like I said, I am going to be putting out a meditation that I think would be really great for you guys. So tune in for that. And hopefully you guys listening here don't have PTSD. Okay, guys. So again, thank you so much. And I will see you guys in just a couple of days. I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourselves. Always rise up and always give back. Take care.